You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha, and whether you're a first-timer or a returning listener, I'm so happy you pressed play on this episode. Now, if you've been around for a couple of weeks, you already know the drill, so let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. It is much appreciated. So we have been at this for six weeks now, and time definitely flies, but I gotta say this. This has been one of the hardest yet most enjoyable experiences of my life. I really enjoy talking to you guys week in and week out. And even though I can't see your reactions in real time, I appreciate the messages that you send letting me know how much you're enjoying the episodes. And I'm particularly amused by the Amen Corner. These are the people that know me personally and text me to co-sign what I've said as they're listening to the episode. I find that pretty hilarious, but love you guys. Keep those comments coming. So I've been watching the stats for this little podcast, and I've learned something pretty interesting. I knew about the handful of you who have identified yourselves as weekly listeners. But what I have learned is there is a whole group of folks that I don't even know. They're anonymous, but they are tuning in from various parts of the U.S. and Europe on a weekly basis. And I've also learned that our average listening time is basically the entire episode. So what this means is you're not only pressing play, but you're sticking with me until the very end. This is a big deal. And let me just tell you, I have wanted to launch a podcast for quite some time. But when it was suggested to me that I go ahead and take the plunge as a solo podcaster, I was like, who wants to listen to me drone on for an entire episode by myself? Well, apparently some of you do. So I'm grateful for you, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We are working on interviews. So while our primary format is me speaking to you directly, we're lining up some folks to feature, some guest co-hosts, people whose stories I really admire and want to share with the world. So that is coming. Just stick with us. But even though it's just me right now, and despite the fact that we've only done a soft launch without much marketing just to test the audience, somehow that little audience is still growing. So I'm elated. Thank you so much for taking the time. Speaking of time, it is closely related to what I want to talk about today. Time is a limited resource. And the more you really lock into trying to be extraordinary, even on the most ordinary of days, trust me, you will have even less of that time available for other people's consumption. And as a result, you'll find it harder and harder to meet other people's expectations of you. This can be related to social obligations or otherwise. So on the previous episode, I talked a lot about setting the appropriate boundaries. If you have not listened to that episode, do me a favor, press pause here and go check that one out first. Because if you haven't dealt with your need to please and to be there for everyone, and if you have a fear of disappointing others, or your self-worth is tied up in what you can do for other people, you got to work through that before you'll be able to even receive what is in this here episode six. So go ahead, check that episode out, and then come on back. For those of you who have already listened to episode five, let's forge ahead. The long and short of it is this. Life is extra busy, okay? There's just a lot going on. And I appreciate that you guys have been telling me that you find these episodes effective and helping you be more productive and focused. But the more focused you become, I'm pretty sure you're in a situation where you have less and less time to waste. 
Now, add to the mix this like social media age that we live in where our communities are getting larger and larger and larger and you can remain connected to a lot more people, even if it's just on a superficial level. I find I have found that I could be out every night of the week if I wanted to between all of the stuff with close friends, weddings, engagement parties, birthday parties, baby showers, family get togethers, et cetera, et cetera. If you add to that all of the random invites that I get from people, book launches, networking events, brunch, uh, vision board parties. There's a lot going on and I have to make decisions on a day to day basis on how I'm going to spend my time. And I'm not special. We all go through this, right? We all are being pulled in too many different directions. We have too much to do and not enough time to do it in. But the difference between 26ers and the rest of the world is this. Most people move in a reactive manner. What I mean by that is they go to their respective jobs or businesses. Then outside of that, they meet their immediate obligations as it relates to family, spouses, uh, children, parents that they take care of, etc. Then they have, you know, the committees that they serve on or the roles that they play in their church or local organization. Then with whatever's left, they just take things as they come. So if it's a Friday night and they've got a little bit of energy and somebody's like, oh, do you want to go to the movies? They're like, sure. Somebody's like, hey, can you come to this fundraiser that I'm having on Friday? Okay, I'll be there. I'm free that night, et cetera, et cetera. Then what ends up happening is Sunday rolls around. And how many of you have ever had this conversation? Oh my gosh, another week has rolled by and all I did was go to work all week, do what I had to do. And then I had all these obligations all weekend and I didn't get a chance to focus on my own to-do list or I didn't have an opportunity to invest in myself and work on my own goals. It happens to the best of us. We've all been there. Now, an alternative scenario is this. You may be saying, D, I'm already on the 26er train. I'm not moving in a reactive manner anymore. I'm actually way more productive and way more focused. But as a byproduct of that, I really don't want to hang out with people. I want to use whatever free time I have to really focus on my goals and make progress there. Now, as an aside, if you're new to this podcast and you're saying right now, I've never had that kind of focus in my life. That's not even my personality. I promise you, if you continue to listen, you will get more discipline. If you implement the things that are being discussed in these episodes, it will happen. And as you start to make headway, you may find yourself actually really consumed by whatever it is that you're working on. Have you ever met someone who hasn't really been into eating healthily or working out but they're committed to changing their lifestyle. So once they push through those first few really difficult weeks and the minute they start to see results, they become like hyper-disciplined and really committed to the gym and really committed to how they eat. That's what I mean. The minute we start to see results, we're just wired to be more married to the process. So stick with it. Keep listening. Even if you're not that focused person today, take what you can from here and implement it in your own way and at your own pace. And you may find yourself way more focused than you have been in the past. So no matter where you are in your journey, that's what I want to address today. How do you balance social obligations and other people's needs and wants with building the life that you want? And I'm not going to bury the lead here. Let me tell you, you're going to disappoint people sometimes. You have to accept that. And the quicker you can become okay with it, the better off you'll be. I don't care what it is you're trying to accomplish. I don't care what kind of progress it is that you're trying to make. It will come at a cost. Greatness comes at a cost. Being a 26er comes at a cost. Being significant in this world comes at a cost. I can guarantee you that anyone who is notable for any real like major accomplishment has an insane work ethic, an insane focus, and has made some pretty significant sacrifices. So I'm going to give you a few examples. 
Mark Cuban, we featured him a couple of weeks ago for Famous Figure Friday. He's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He's a star on Shark Tank, billionaire investor. Most of us know him. Mark has been quoted several times as saying he did not take a vacation for seven years while starting his first business. Jeff Bezos over at Amazon. In the early days, Jeff worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week, often staying up until 3 a.m. just to get the books shipped on time. Tennis phenoms Venus and Serena Williams from the ages of seven and eight years old. They were up at six o'clock in the morning every day headed to the tennis court. Then Monday through Friday, they would go to school all day and head back to the courts afterwards. Michael Jordan, when he first entered the league, his jump shot was not good enough. So what did he do? Spent his off seasons taking hundreds of jumpers a day until it was perfect. Pepsi CEO Indra Nooyi worked midnight to 5 a.m. as a receptionist to earn money while getting her master's degree at Yale. Let's take it back to the NBA for a moment. Legendary Kobe Bryant. According to a Team USA trainer, Kobe once held a workout from 4.15 a.m. to 11 a.m., refusing to leave the gym until he made 800 shots. Did you guys hear that? So this is before a regular practice with the rest of the team. Kobe spent six hours and 45 minutes in the gym just shooting and would not leave until he made 800 baskets. Now, Kobe, there's whole articles written on how his work ethic is just crazy. Um, It's not a rumor. It's fact that he used to watch film of himself at halftime. And off the court, you know, now especially, I'm sure that he's retired. He cold calls business people and entrepreneurs to learn more about them and the secrets of success. So, yeah, Kobe's on another level. Okay, Tom Brady. Now, folks love to hate him, and I won't comment on Deflategate, but I will say this. Tom Brady was a seventh-string quarterback at Michigan and is now going for his sixth Super Bowl ring in a few short days. Now, Tom has been quoted as saying he goes to bed at 8.30 p.m. without fail every night just to, quote, stay fresh. And he'll often go over footage of games for four to five hours at a time. Now, I'm not a Patriots fan. Just want to make sure that's clear. But you got to admit, that's pretty impressive. Okay, so I haven't brought all these folks up just to make you feel bad about yourself. Most of us are not operating at such an optimal level yet. But I want to make a point here. You think people can be that disciplined and be that focused on their craft and still make every brunch outing or every birthday party or take every call and do every favor asked of them? It is absolutely impossible. There's no way you can perform at that level and also be at every social obligation. Some balls are going to get dropped and that's just it. And I'm not saying everybody has to have that level of obsessive focus. Not all of us are gunning to be some corporate mogul or a star athlete or at the pinnacle of success in our chosen craft. But really, the same rules apply. Significant progress in anything, be it goals, health and wellness, reinvention, it takes an intense level of focus. And sometimes you're going to have to go left when other people are going right. Now, listen, the whole Mark Cuban story about him not taking a vacation for seven whole years, the way my sanity is set up, that doesn't quite work for me. I am not trying to follow Mark Cuban's lead in that way. And I'm not saying that you have to follow any of your mentors or the people that you look up to or the icons who've been where you're trying to go. I'm not saying you have to follow their blueprint exclusively. Again, you got to glean what's for you. But the point I'm trying to make here is you have to draw your own line in the sand. Let's stick with the vacation example. So I know I'm never going to take a break, a seven year break from traveling. That's just not who I am. However, for the last six years, every vacation I've taken has been a working vacation. I know that for what I'm trying to build, I can't completely unplug. That's where the line is drawn for me. I'm probably going to be up for two straight days before I leave. 
And once I get off that plane and get to my destination, at some point, I'm probably going to have to boot my laptop up and start working. I've carried that MacBook through a few different continents, okay? I've got a lot of stories there. So for me, that's my trade-off. I travel, but I have to make it a working vacation. So you have to figure out where the line is going to be drawn for you. And I don't draw these lines just for major things like vacation. I'm making these choices about where the line is in the sand on a consistent basis, okay? So every week, I look at my life. I look at everything that I have to do, and I make some decisions about what time is going to be allocated to other people and those invitations and social obligations. So how do I do that? First of all, I'm big on a planner. I know most people are digital and using their phones. I'm an analog girl. I still use a print version of a planner. I just like to write things out. It doesn't feel real to me until I've actually written it with a pen or pencil. So when I plot my life in my planner, I put everything into one of three buckets. This is something that I've recently implemented and I find it incredibly effective in helping me to make informed decisions about how to balance my life, how much time I need to allocate to building the life that I want and what's left over to be able to give to social obligations. So whether it's on my main calendar or my daily to-do list or hourly schedule, everything is labeled uh, with one of three sets of initials, okay? The first label is NN. This stands for non-negotiables. These are things like my work, you know, my livelihood, or this podcast. These are things that no matter what, it's not coming off the list on a week-to-week basis, okay? I am committed to getting an episode of this podcast out on a regular basis. It takes quite a bit of time between the prep work and actually recording to get it done. That means that sometimes I have to tell people, you know what, I'm not available. I'm not going to make your party because I know that I just have this specific window to record this episode. And guess what? That's a non-negotiable for me. It comes first, okay? Second label, DD. This is for things that can be delayed or delegated. I'm talking about the tasks that do have to get done, but it's not the end of the world if they get pushed by a day or two or delegated to someone else so that you can honor a social obligation. So something like laundry. Hopefully you got enough clean socks. If you scratch it from your list and don't get to it for a day because you want to support your friend's book launch party, then that's fine. Or you can take it if you have the resources to the local laundry service and let them take care of it. So now you've freed yourself up uh, to be able to do this thing over here socially that you're interested in. And the third category, third label, CC. This is for things that are constructive but not crucial. The minor actions or major actions that make our lives better, but if we don't get to them for a month or two, nothing's going to happen. So something like reorganizing my pantry or clearing out my closet. These things have been on my list for quite a bit of time, but they keep getting bumped for one reason or another. Yes, these are great things. They are constructive. They're beneficial. They do make my life better. But it's not crucial to my day to day. So when it happens, it happens. So when I am looking to slot in these social invitations and figuring out how much bandwidth I have to give to it, non-negotiables, not touching those. But I start with the CCs, the constructive but not crucial. So the things on my list for that week, however much time I have allocated for tasks marked CC, if I've got a slot social obligations in, I will start there. I'll start crossing out things on the CC list to be able to accept an invitation that I am really committed to for one reason or another. Then when it comes to DDs, now I try not to touch the DDs, but sometimes it's just too much going on. There are too many significant events happening where I have to. So in that instance, I make the decision on a case-by-case basis on how 
I'm going to let certain things go or actually go ahead and respectfully decline because I can't make it. But those NNs, that is not changing. Those have to stay. It's got to be a real emergency for me to touch those. And we're actually going to get into that in a little bit. But before we go there, I want to acknowledge that this is much harder in reality than it is in theory. It's easy to say, you know, I want to be great. I want to be disciplined at all costs. I want to shoot my proverbial 800 shots in the gym and I don't care what sacrifices I have to make on a consistent basis to do that. We all could say that, right? But on a day-to-day basis to have to respectfully decline and let people down and say, I know it would mean a lot to you if I met up with you for coffee today, or I know it's important to you that I make your birthday party, but I just can't. That can invoke feelings of guilt, which I mentioned in a previous episode that guilt is a useless emotion. And I still stand by that statement, but it doesn't change the fact that we're all human. We don't want to see people disappointed. And also, you may just have a fear of missing out or FOMO, as we call it. You're here trying to gold crush and the rest of the world is out having a really great time. That can be a very isolating, lonely experience. There's a reason why there's only a small percentage of people who reach such a level of success or exhaust their potential. It's because most people are just not willing to do what it takes. So you're going to be in a minority and that doesn't always feel good. But in the meantime, there's something that I do to try to help with the negative emotions uh, when it comes to this subject of turning down social obligations. I try to use the no but policy. So if someone comes to me and says, hey, D, I'm having this fundraiser. I really, really want you to be there. And I know that there's just no wiggle room in my schedule. I'm going to have to throw too many things to the wayside to make it. And it's going to derail me. I will say, I'm sorry, I can't make it, but I will make a donation. Or if someone I know is having a birthday party three states over and I just can't give up a full day or a full weekend to go, I may say, you know what, that weekend doesn't work for me. I'm so sorry I can't make it. However, next month is a little bit better. Three weeks from now is better. How about we go to dinner one-on-one and celebrate? It'll be after your birthday, but just us, my treat. And in most scenarios, people are okay with that. They know that folks have a lot going on. They'll say, okay, sounds good. And also it just helps you to feel better. It doesn't uh, make you feel like, wow, I can't have any fun or I'm always telling people no because I'm so hyper-focused on this thing over here. You know that, okay, at least there's a consolation prize. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So guess what? We are just about out of time for this week. And there's this whole segment that I didn't even get to. So here's what I'm going to do. I'll split this episode into two parts. We'll call this part one. Next week, we'll release part two. Now, I don't want to scrap this last segment because I think it's equally as, if not more important than segment number one. I want to talk about those moments where none of the rules we discussed apply. So there are times when you're going to have to throw the planner to the side, forget about the categories and labels, forget about all the parameters you've set up to help yourself remain disciplined, and you've got to just be present for someone else. So listen, if you're a 26er, there's one thing I know to be true about you. You not only desire to be a high achiever, but you also take great care to be a good friend. And this is very important. I don't want you guys to think that I'm expecting you to turn into a robot that's singularly focused on goal attainment. Dreams and aspirations are amazing. Goals are great. But human connection is critical to not only surviving, but thriving in this world. We all need our village. We all need people who see us and love us and accept us and support us for who we are. So next week, I want to talk about a subject that is near and dear to my heart. I want to talk about those times when you put all the dreams to the side and the do's and don'ts to supporting someone you care about through a period of extreme loss. 
We have all been there and it's a difficult situation. I've been on both sides of it and there's some lessons that I've learned along the way. I know what made me feel supported and I know what made me feel abandoned and neglected. And I also know where I've messed up as a friend and where I've succeeded. So we're going to talk about that next week. In the meantime, I hope you found today's tips useful. Thank you so much for hanging in there to the end. Before we get out of here, one final reminder, you know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. And lastly, do not forget to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa, and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER.